This is the My Weight What to Know podcast, where we talk to medical experts about the latest research on weight management and how you can apply it to reaching your best weight. Professor of Medicine and Chief of Cardiology, Dr. Joseph Hill, is here with us tonight talking about what everyone needs to know about heart health and how we can prevent heart issues. Dr. Hill, thanks so much for being here with us tonight. My pleasure, very much my pleasure. It is a true honor to have you here with us. Let's start by talking about the basics of heart health. Like, What does having a healthy heart mean? Well, as you said, you can have a healthy heart. Much of the risk for developing heart disease is preventable. Watching your weight, controlling your diabetes, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, exercising, eat right. In the last 70 years, the age-adjusted mortality, in other words, a 70-year-old man 50 years ago and that 70-year-old man now, the likelihood of dropping dead of heart disease has declined 70%, 70%. Spectacular success. We haven't cured heart disease, but we have largely transformed much of it from an acute disorder that will drop you in your tracks to a chronic disorder that we can talk about. The reason for that are new drugs, statins we've had for 30, 40 years now, stents, therapies, but also societal awareness of the impact of lifestyle on heart disease. So what are the most common heart issues that people experience? Hardening of the arteries, development of cholesterol buildup in the heart arteries is the most common form of heart disease. The heart is a pump that sends blood to the whole body, but there are three arteries that make a U-turn to feed the heart. One on the front, one on the left side, and one on the right side. And for reasons that we don't entirely understand, cholesterol builds up in those arteries. It starts to build up in elementary school and it tracks and accumulates all through life. And that ultimately can culminate in a heart attack, a myocardial infarction. So tell me how common this is. Like what percentage of people in North America are dealing with some type of heart issue? Hundreds of millions of, of people have heart disease uh, in its various different manifestations. We learned in the Vietnam War that young men in their early 20s had cholesterol buildup in their heart arteries. And now we even know that it starts in elementary school. And so all of these issues are lifetime issues. And the notion of prevention, now we talk about primordial prevention, trying to prevent the development of hypertension and cholesterol, the things that ultimately culminate in heart disease. When we go to the doctor, what are the numbers that can tell us how our heart is doing? Like, what should we be tracking over time? Lots of numbers. We should be tracking our blood pressure. The lower, the better. Uh, the top number is the one we care about mostly. 120 or less is what we would love to see. We definitely don't want to see 140, 150. Your cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, the LDL cholesterol should be below 100. Turns out, most people are unable to achieve that just with lifestyle, sadly. Diet and lifestyle can lower your LDL about 10%. If your LDL is too high, you should talk with your physician about a medication because we can definitely get that number down. Your weight, your, your glucose if you have metabolic syndrome or diabetes. So those numbers, working with your healthcare providers to understand those numbers is key. So how do we know if we're at risk for heart issues in the future? Like what role do genetics play? Well, genetics is something we have no control over, but it plays a huge role. If you have a history of heart disease, especially most of us do in our families, but if it's over 70, it kind of doesn't count. 
if someone has heart disease in their 40s or early 50s, that, for us doctors, is a scary thing. That tells us that we have to take a special, special, uh, pay a special attention here because that family history of premature cardiovascular disease is a concerning thing for us when we hear that. So if someone has perhaps a family member who, who developed cardiovascular disease young, that is that they want in particular to pay attention to heart health. Yes, we all should, but those folks especially, that tells us that there's something in their genes, there are 20,000 genes, and somewhere in there, there are genes that are playing mischief on your heart. And we can do a lot for that with lifestyle and medications, but that should raise everybody's awareness, both the, the individual and their siblings and their family members and their healthcare providers. So how might a person know if their weight is impacting their heart health? Well, you know, we measure weight with something called BMI, body mass index. It's not a perfect measure, but we like to see that below 25. Between 25 and 30, we call overweight. Above 30, we call obesity. In the US, a third of Americans are normal weight, a third are overweight and a third are obese. That wasn't that the case 20, 30 years ago. It's, it's, it is getting worse before our eyes and it is spreading around the world. So if you're carrying a few extra pounds, it puts you at risk for high blood pressure, for metabolic syndrome, for diabetes, and together that culminates in substantially increased risk for heart disease. Dr. Hill, you're a physician scientist, which means you see patients in the office, but you also do a lot of clinical research. What has the healthcare space learned over the last 10 years about the connection between obesity and heart health? Obesity is one of the major causes of heart disease now. And again, obesity wasn't as big an issue 30, 40 years ago. It's a major issue now. It'll be an even bigger issue 20, 30 years from now. We know that adipose tissue is toxic to the heart. It turns out it depends on where it's located. If the adipose tissue, the fat tissue, is around the liver, around encasing the heart, encasing the pancreas, it's especially bad for you. You said in a recent video that if you were just starting out in medicine, you would want to focus on the connection between heart disease and obesity, inflammation, and diabetes. Why is that? Because our world has changed. 40 years ago, it was all, all about heart attacks and stroke. It still is about that. But the role of obesity was very different 40 years ago. It, is, it has emerged as a major contributor now, and I believe strongly that that will continue to expand both in high-income countries and in low- and middle-income countries, even in Africa now, in some of the most resource-deprived countries in the world. We're seeing obesity and hypertension in areas that it didn't exist previously to any significant extent. So let's talk a little bit about the good news. Can reaching a healthier weight prevent some of the heart issues we've been talking about, like heart attack and stroke? Yes. No question that taking care of oneself, you can cure diabetes by losing weight. You can cure hypertension and stop taking pills every morning by losing weight. It is profoundly beneficial. It's difficult to do that, but it is it is not too late if one finds oneself with excess weight, one can stem the tide and rectify that. You, turns out you can't undo atherosclerosis, but you can prevent its further development. So similar question, if someone has already had a heart attack or stroke, can reaching a healthier weight 
make a second event less likely? Absolutely. Again, just like if someone has a family history, our ears perk up. If someone had a heart attack, our ears perk up. That this person is now at substantially increased risk for another one. And so then it's even more important. It's already important, even as I said, even in elementary school. But it is especially important for someone who has manifested that I am prone to developing a heart attack. Let's talk about heart disease specifically. So do men and women experience the same symptoms with heart disease? By and large, they do. Women will develop heart disease at a rate that many don't recognize. One in four women will develop, will die of heart disease. One in four. Contrast that with breast cancer, one in 40. 10 times more likely to die of heart disease than breast cancer. Women typically have the same symptoms as men, not always. It can sometimes present as a, you know, a stomach ache or, you know, my, uh, my face doesn't feel right. But what is perhaps even more important is that women and their families think that they're immune. A woman who has chest pain, well, it can't be your heart because women don't develop heart disease. They can even go to the emergency room and someone will say, well, you're a 35-year-old woman. You can't have heart disease. And that is simply wrong. So a little bit of a PSA here for the, for the women watching at home. Do know that heart health is just as important for you as it is for your husband. It absolutely is. And taking it seriously, women tend to develop heart disease 10 years delayed relative to men, but they do develop heart disease. And when menopause happens, they catch up. So women post-menopause have a markedly increased risk of heart disease. And it turns out they tend to be older they tend to be smaller, their arteries are smaller. And so if you intervene on them with a stent, the artery might close down because it's physically smaller because the heart of a woman is smaller than that of a man. Interesting, so some of the treatments we've kind of pioneered with men don't perhaps work as well, like stents with women. That's right, they do work well, but their failure rate is, is low, but it's higher for women for these reasons. They're older, they've had hypertension for a longer period of time, their artery is a little smaller, and so the, the impact is different in women, but it is, again, the number one killer of women around the world. So another piece of good news is that it's not a tremendous amount of weight we need to lose in order to see benefits for our heart. Can you talk a little bit about what someone should be shooting for when they, when they can start seeing those cardiovascular benefits? Losing even a little bit of weight is helpful. Exercising even a little bit is better than not at all. It is, there is a more, the more the better, that is still the truth. There's a bit of a diminishing return. You know, people who run marathons, for example, versus jogging, you know, three times a week, the benefit is not linear. But same thing with weight, losing weight, even dropping 10 or 20 pounds has an important impact. Is reaching a healthier weight now going to prevent heart problems for us down the road? It's impossible to predict the future, but in general, it certainly helps. Does it eliminate the risk? No. We all carry the genes that we were born with. We have no control over that. But these approaches, watching your weight, watching your blood pressure, watching your cholesterol, are incredibly important. And you're doing the best you can, given the cards you were dealt at birth. So do you encourage the patients you work with to reach a healthier weight? And do you encourage them to see a weight management specialist to do that? 
Very often I do. Uh, there's a whole subspecialty of cardiology called preventive cardiology. And those folks can are expert at positioning you with lifestyle advice, with medications, working with dietary experts, with exercise physiologists, all of those things. In general, it's the, the uh, preventive cardiologists who are sort of the captain of that ship and can point you in all those different directions. So if someone has been told that they're at risk for heart problems and told that they need to lose weight but not really given any other guidance, any suggestions on what they should do first? I would do it under medical guidance. And there's much that the medical system can provide in terms of support and advice. And if you need to be on medications, it's one of those things where we think about that people sometimes are worried about the side effects of some of these medicines, but they don't see the upside. Oh, look, I lived another year and didn't have a heart attack or stroke because I took care of myself. So the downside of some of these approaches are famous and we care about it the upside is completely invisible. And that's why taking care of yourself, losing weight, and if necessary, taking these medications is so important. Last question for you, Dr. Hill. What is the number one thing you wish people knew about heart health? Heart disease is the number one killer of men and women around the world. A woman is far more likely to die of heart disease than anything else. And that's often not appreciated, including by healthcare providers. At the same time, we have seen much success with learning to take care of yourself, watching your weight, taking medicines if you need them. And they are remarkably effective. The likelihood of developing heart disease, we can't eliminate it. Again, we're born with a set of genes that we don't control, but much of it can be controlled with lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been such an informative conversation. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And we'd like to thank Novo Nordisk for their support of this program. Novo Nordisk is not responsible for the content of this show, nor have they influenced it in any way. I'd like to encourage you to visit truthaboutweight.com to learn more about the science of weight loss. We will be back with a new episode in a few weeks. Until then, please stay safe and take good care. Good night.